0: Okay, I think we're ready. So um, thanks for coming. So I'm Marie Griffin, and we're here in the InfoCommons Lab. Today is, what is today? It's the twenty third. Monday before Thanksgiving, if I have everything correctly. (laughs) November 23rd. 23rd, And uh, my name's Marie Griffin, and I'm here with, would you mind introducing yourself? Carrie Tan. Hello. Thanks for coming. Um, So I guess, could we get started with you telling me a bit about... um, your history with Prospect Heights. So, have you lived or worked in Prospect Heights, or what's your what's your relationship with it?
1: I'm a relatively new resident of Prospect Heights. We've been here for about two years. This week, actually, uh, two-year anniversary of being in Prospect Heights, which is great. Um, yeah, before I spent one very you know short year in Cobble Hill, kind of in flux. But before that, I lived in Harlem for. Five or six years, I can't remember now, <laughs> but I'm originally from California. Okay, great. Whereabouts
0: in California? Uh,
1: kind of all over southern and central California. We moved around a lot. Okay, so. great.
0: Yeah. And when was the first time you came to Prospect Heights? Oh, that's a good question.
1: Um, Well, before my partner and I started living together, he, he lived over in Borum Hill, and so I would spend a lot of time there, and we'd kind of wander around South Brooklyn, so... Probably, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, then when we decided to settle down, because I moved seven times in my first six years in New York. Um, so we were getting tired of moving, so we decided to settle down someplace, lay down some roots. And um, and yeah, Prospect Heights is just a little more affordable than, it, than the other things we were finding. And, and plus, I mean, we just love the neighborhood. There's... There's so much, so many great common spaces around here. I mean, being close to the park and the library and the museum and then you know all the great little mom and pop restaurants along Vanderbilt, Washington, you know, over in Crown Heights. It's yeah, it's just a special place.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so you're currently you now live in the neighborhood? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, I live in Prospect Heights and uh, I work in Prospect Heights now because I. I work from home, so... Okay, and what street do you live on? I live on Grand Emory Plaza. Okay, yeah, fabulous. Plaza okay, street. yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. And um, let's see, if you're going to take me on a tour of Prospect Heights, um, where would you take me? What, what yeah. Which place did you want to talk about today?
1: Um, well, I always stop by this library because I just think it's, um, it's, it's a great little slice of the greater South Brooklyn community. You know, I think it draws... A lot of locals, obviously, but then people come from you know far and wide across Brooklyn, um, just because they have such great you know resources for all the community members here. Um, the uh, the one of the stories I I told on the the walking tour that you guys did of Prospect Heights um, when we stopped at the library was about last January, um, when the city started its IDNYC program to um, provide photo ID cards for, you know, for anyone, really, any resident of New York, regardless of their, um, you know, regardless of their status or other, you know, other issues. Um, Right. So, yeah, so the city, I guess, when they were planning this, they weren't sure how popular it would be. And they were worried that that it would be kind of stigmatized. So they didn't want undocumented New Yorkers to feel afraid of applying for the ID um, and being singled out as undocumented. So they put in all these perks to uh, sweeten the pot for documented New Yorkers to also sign up for it. Um, and I guess it really worked because they had way more demand for the IDs than they anticipated, and you could tell because the lines in that first week were insane. Insane. Yeah, completely insane. So, so I live across the street, and um, the day they, you know, started taking applications, the line outside of the library wrapped around wrap way down Flatbush, um, and it was freezing cold
0: that week. I mean. Was it January? I don't remember January. when they launched. Yeah,
1: end of January, I think it was. And, you know, it was a very cold winter. So it was below freezing those couple of days. And um, people were waiting outside for hours and hours and hours. So I saw it the first day and um, and I thought, wow, well, that's, you know, hopefully tomorrow they'll have it together and they will find a place for people to wait inside. And then the next day it was the same story. So I said you know somebody should do something for these these people and and um like bring them some hot drinks at least and um so i thought well maybe i'll do that so so i uh so i um, I went to the you know, the food co-op and bought a bunch of, you know, bags of tea, um, decaf tea, and uh, I sent out a message to my neighbors asking if anybody had any giant thermoses laying around and then I went to the discount store and bought a bunch of hot beverage containers and so my plan was just like, all right, so tonight you know, I'll gather all my supplies in the morning, wake up early and start making some tea, and then just spend the morning and afternoon handing them out to all these people who were in the freezing cold. That um, great. Yeah, so I bought tons of supply. I mean, I was I was ready to, to you know, serve maybe a couple hundred people. Mm, wow. Um, you were prepared. Well, there were a lot of people waiting there, so i I mean I didn't want to like get only halfway through the line, you know, and then mm-hmm. feel bad about it so anyways, and I figured it'd probably take a few days also um so I thought, well oh, i'll just do it on my lunch break and um but then of course, by the next morning, the city had changed the plan and switched over to this you know hastily arranged online appointment system, so there was no longer a line, and now I have. No, I have. If you need any peppermint tea, I have a lot at home. I'm still going. Wow. There. Okay. Um but yeah, it was um you know, I was I was glad that they weren't waiting outside anymore. So.
0: It was a great thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that uh, some of my neighbors had
0: mailed back and said,
1: "Oh, that's what all those people are waiting in line for." I was like, "Yeah, or I mean, <laughs>
0: Could you kind of track the line on a daily basis? You can see from your home?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, walk, walking, you know, running errands and things, um, walking around, you could see it wrapping around Flatbush, and they right. just looked so cold, so...
0: Um, and you yourself, did you sign up to get the ID? I did. I did, although it took
1: me a while to get an appointment. I, I had to wait about three months, so yeah, I have one now. Great. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. I don't really use it very much, because I had a driver's license before, but... I keep it with me. It's
0: still nice to have. Yeah, it's nice to have.
1: New York pride. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Are are there other
0: places you would take me to in your tour that you either knew before or that you discovered recently? Is there another place or two?
1: I guess it depends on the weather. (laughs) Like everything in New York. Uh, I mean, obviously, if it's nice outside, I love to take a walk in the park. Um, I I just love the mix of people that you see out there on a nice day, you know, The last really nice, um, warm day we had this fall, my partner and I went out to sit with all the Jamaican guys playing cricket there on the Great Lawn and Mm -hmm. um, just soak it in because that's such a, I feel like that's just such a mainstay of our summers here in Brooklyn. (laughs) It's just those West Indian cricketers. Um, And uh, and then, you know, there's a lady from... um, which island is it? One of the little islands, Tur- Ter- Trinidad is or you no? Know, oh. It's it's a smaller one. Anyways, um, but she's always out there flying her kite, and we like to chat about kites festivals. my my father's from Pakistan, so I grew up with a lot of kite festivals, and it's just interesting hey. to see. Yeah, it's just interesting to see, you know, the the range of people who are, who share that. Sort of in the, in the U.S. I guess it's kind of a niche interest, but um, right, and yeah, and then you know the parents with their kids and and oh everyone,
0: yeah, and when it's cold out,
1: uh, when it's cold out, um, going to, I hit up the museum. Um, I'll go you know sit in a cafe somewhere. Although I haven't actually found my favorite cafe yet, but. Mm-hmm. Um, uh we love soda bar um that's just a good neighborhood hang uh it gets a little bit crazy for me on Mm -hmm. on like a weekend I usually go on a on a weeknight when it's less busy but um but again I think that's one place that draws a fairly wide cross section of you know 20 and 30 and even 40 somethings around the neighborhood Mm -hmm. so I like I like that because, you know, it is a neighborhood that has changed a whole lot. I'm very aware of that. I don't know how you could not be. Um, and it's still changing. And, uh, you know, the, the residents, the makeup of, of the the residents is different. Um, so I don't know. It's.
0: Do you have any other ideas? I like your idea of just handing out tea to people in lines. But oh, do you yeah. have some other ideas on how to kind of bring come together more or, you know, Work with those differences and changes. Yeah, I mean, build how to build more community. Yeah, I guess it's
1: tough, right? Because it it's, oh, it's something I think about a lot. As I mean, let's face it, I'm a I'm part of the gentrifying crowd, right? I'm a recent resident. Um, I don't have any pre-existing ties to the community other than we you know used to come here for lunch every once in a while, hang out in the park. Um, but I'm also aware of the of the, I don't want to say responsibility of new residents, but something along those lines. I mean, I think we have, it's upon us to not just appreciate, but to um, lift up the, you know, what was here, what made this neighborhood so attractive to live in, in the first place. Um, and, uh, and I do think that that is... I don't know, it's just something I think about a lot. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of people in my building, I think, who <laughs> maybe don't don't think about it as seriously. But um, yeah, I think just people just don't really know, don't know how to build those bridges. I think on both sides, you know, like I think it's probably something, I guess, a lot of um, longtime residents think about too. And I think there's just, there are assumptions on both sides that there, there, there won't be that kind of welcoming a spirit, you know, but yeah. um, but I don't know. I think it, I think you just be be a friendly person and, and mm-hmm. try to be involved in the community. I mean, that's another thing is, and, and I get that that's hard for people, you know, who for people who are just like renting in the neighborhood and aren't sure how long they'll be here. You know, is it worth it to them to, go to community board meetings and, and you know, just try to figure out what's going on in the neighborhood and get involved? Like, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, It's as someone who moved around a whole lot, I mean, I can relate to that.
0: Sure. Maybe a step down from the, the community board meetings. Are there other events you've stumbled across? Or, for example, you found this event. Are there other events yeah. that you found that you thought were interesting and, you know, uh, and good mixing of people in the communities, mm. even a stoop sale. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, stoop
1: sales, or um, I don't have any kids, but I got on a mailing list for um, one of the local parent-teacher boards um, just to see what events they have going on, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. But you know, it, it does take a lot of time. <laughs> I'm on right. a lot of I'm on a lot of listservs. It's maybe not the best use of my time. Actually, I sit there reading a lot of email, but um, but yeah, and just walking around too. I mean, most of the stuff happens in the warmer months, right? Because right. there aren't, this is New York, you know, indoor space is kind of hard to come
0: by. But um, wow. I like your point though about the, the listservs. Like yeah. communication is important, obviously, sure. but you don't yeah. want too much of it or the wrong kind. I wonder, you know, what we could yeah. do more around that.
1: I definitely have information overload. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and also a lot of my job involves like reading and responding to emails, so we won't go into that. Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Outreach is, outreach is tough. I mean, it's something I struggle with with work too, because I, uh, I run a nonprofit that teaches computer science to middle school girls in, in, from low income, um, communities. And, um, so I think about like, how do you... How do you reach out to and include the people who are least likely to be you know included mm-hmm. um, the, the maybe people who are otherwise falling through the cracks and and it's it's really tough I mean I could spend all my time just doing that but I have to run programs too mm-hmm. so so our approach is we partner with the schools and community organizations that are already working in those neighborhoods and have long routes and are doing all that outreach and then we just you know we provide our programs to them free of charge but um, but yeah i mean it it kind of applies to what we're talking about as well is yeah outreach is really tough it's kind of something i think that needs to be done by someone who was already here already knows a lot of people in the community but also has that openness to working with new residents you know, and vice versa, of course, but I haven't really found those people yet, Um, and, you know, maybe it's for, for, you know, lack of trying. (laughs) (laughs) I I work a lot, so. Sure, well, Um, yeah, everybody's
0: busy, we're all busy, so, yeah, absolutely, Um, but I guess kind of um, reflecting a bit, kind of, summing up a bit. So, and, and what was it that appealed to you about the intersection event or what brought you to that tour and then to come back today to, you know, Honest- share this story?
1: Honestly, it was just that, that hope that maybe it would be a chance to to meet some more neighbors, um, you know, of different swaths, like new and old residents and and to hear a little bit about the history of the neighborhood from the viewpoints of people who have lived here for a long time. Um I kind of have a funny relationship to this idea of like, of home, I guess in a way, because I grew up moving around a lot and I don't really have any, I don't have much of a sentimental attachment to like being in one place for a time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I hope to be here, you know, in my apartment till the day I die, to be quite honest, I'm very happy here um, and grateful to have a permanent spot now. Um, But, yeah, but I don't have that, like, that sentimental attachment to the place I grew up at, the places I grew up in, and Mm -hmm. and the the neighbors I knew, you know, it's...
0: Is your home more where you make it? It's more portable for you, or...? Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: well, yeah, you build, I think you build, you build your your networks, and, and... But things change, you know, my friends, when I moved to Brooklyn, a lot of my friends were living in this neighborhood, you know, young... Um, mostly creative professionals, and they've all moved now because they can't afford to live here. Mm. So, um, and I, I, yeah, I'm sad about that, but it's also like that's kind of, I'm not old enough to expect things to be, you know, solidified Stead. in place. I also just right. don't think that's really the world we live in anymore. And, yeah, yeah. I I get that pe- some people are sad about that um, but you know personally i just i uh, my history is always kind of <laughs> change been along the, like, a lot yeah, of change. change fluctuation yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm kind of okay with that yeah. to a certain extent you know i think you have you have to be you either accept it or you're just going to be you know
0: disappointed all the time right okay uh, yeah it makes sense and is, is this an artifact you brought today oh no this is just oh that's your water bottle I wasn't sure if it was for the the tea distribution no no okay. no okay. great okay well thank yeah. you so much for coming in are there any other thoughts you would have or um,
1: no I guess I just I like this kind of project and I I like that, you know, it's connected to the library because this is a place that already draws a lot of different people from different walks of life. I want to see more of this kind of thing happening. I mean, it actually, um, it reminds me a little bit of my experience at Occupy. We're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, these opportunities to bring lots of different people together. For me, that was a real eye-opener. I mean, I kind of got involved with that a little bit, I don't want to say by accident, but it surprised me. You know, I didn't think I was going to be the, as involved as I was, but I ended up spending a few months like every day after work going over to Zuccotti Park. And I was drawn by the conversations I was having with people who I probably wouldn't have otherwise run into, you know. Right. Um Exchange. Yeah, exchange and listening, you know. You learn and teaching as well, you know. It's a two-way street. Um I just felt like... There, there was an atmosphere of of yeah of listening and teaching there that I have never experienced anywhere else. Um, I always would try to describe it to people, you know, who were who were asking me from outside of New York City, like, oh, what's it like? You know, we're seeing it on TV, but what's it really like? And I kind of likened it to, um, you know, learning about enlightenment salons and in my history classes mm-hmm. in high school, <laughs> right. um, just places where people would get together and just exchange ideas. Like, that's what it felt like to me. And I realized um, that I had been kind of looking for that my whole life, you know? That's what I kind of thought college might be, and it was a little less so. <laughs> but I found it um, at Zuccotti Park, and that was really exciting. Um, and,
0: oh, man, I just... Kind of addictive, too, it sounds like.
1: I yeah. Yeah, inspiring. Just, uh, I just, I don't know, I, I, like feeling, I like feeling connected to other people. I like people sharing things honestly and bridging, you know, building bridges where there wouldn't maybe ordinarily be bridges. Um, and I really learned a lot from a whole, you know, bunch of people, again, I probably mm. would have never come into contact with. Um, and I think they learned a lot from me. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was great. It was maybe the most educational experience I ever had. And I'm a, you know, I'm lucky to be a pretty educated person. Um, but that was, that that was so much better than any class I had in college, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love, I'd love for everybody to have that experience regularly, Mm -hmm. you Mm know? So... Maybe this is like a little microcosm of that.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for that. Really interesting contrast. So I'm going to end it there. So, you have any last comment? No. Okay. Thank you. Okay. No problem.